Everything seems to have calmed down a little bit within the UCP party, at least externally, at least the public-facing side of the UCP party, the AGM. There was a lot of talk about how it could go. Will it come right off the rails? It didn't. Didn't. And the Premier says he feels invigorated and he's never felt more confident in his position as leader of the UCP party. Was a good weekend for him. Where do we go from here? We're going to chat now with Laurie Williams. Laurie, of course, is an associate professor and student advisor in the Department of Economics, Justice and Policy Studies at Mount Royal. Laurie, thanks for your time this morning. Appreciate you joining us. Oh, glad to be with you, Shane. You know, as far as this AGM went, and there was a lot of people speculating how it might go, it went about as good as it could possibly have gone for Jason Kenney, right? Yeah, I mean, he's feeling positive. He got lots of uh, of support from the people that were there. But, of course, the people that were there um, were meant to be, in the main, people that would be supportive of Jason Kenney and would be looking to address the problems within the party. I thought it was pretty interesting that there were actual MLAs um, there who were basically saying that more needed to be done. Um, there wasn't as much opposition. There were no walkouts. Um you know, I suppose it's as best, as good an outcome as as could be expected. But there, there's still the reality of the the 22 constituency right. associations that are pushing for an early review. So how does that work? Like, of course, there was a motion to get it up to 29, which would have sort of put a lid on that. That was voted down. So the 22 have reached the threshold to try and speed up that leadership vote. Do we have any idea on how that may play out? There doesn't seem to be any certainty at this point. No, there there isn't. I mean, it's it's there. It's being said that it's up to the board, but the bylaws clearly indicate that uh, a third of the constituency associations can trigger an early leadership review. So they have indicated that they want something before March. It may be that the the the, uh, the board says, well, you know, this is a uh, the leadership review. Um, you know, we're, we're only talking about a month month difference, so. Perhaps they won't. I don't think right. really they can get away with just saying we're not going to pay any attention to this. But I actually think it's quite significant that the threshold for support for the higher uh, number of constituency associations was 57%. That almost looks to me like the percentage of support for the premier. And if that's the case, certainly he can say it's a win. Um, but it's far below the threshold that most premiers in Alberta have expected um uh, in leadership reviews, so and, and frankly, and, and everybody's reminding us of this, um, that Elstel Mack and Allison Redford got seventy-seven percent and were gone yeah. within a year of those votes. So it's it's certainly not a ringing endorsement, uh, but it's it's um, time to sort of at least a bit of space, breathing space, to right. try to get things back on track. And Laurie, really, that's what this comes down to, I think, if you're Premier Kenny, right? Buying yourself some time, because he was singing the praises of Alberta over the weekend, and things, there are some really good things happening in the province, and uh, I think his thinking is time will heal all wounds here, and suddenly the economic recovery will be going gangbusters, and, and everybody will be happy again. And that's, I think, a, a very questionable notion, because the concern isn't primarily about the economy. It's not even primarily about um, about the management of COVID. There are a lot of concerns that have been raised. I was a little surprised to say that he was praising the draft K-6 curriculum when 57 out of 61 school boards in the province are refusing to pilot it. Uh, there is a lot of opposition to a lot of different things that are being done by this premier. And one of the key themes that we're hearing is that there's a, a top-down, almost dictatorial yeah. leadership style 
And he didn't address that at all. He he doesn't appear to be taking seriously what some of those concerns um, are focused on. And, and without um, without actually acknowledging what the concerns being raised are and responding to those concerns, those who are critical are, are just going to grow. And I, I was wondering about that, you know, in, in reading his comments and listening to his statement after the AGM yesterday. I mean... He, I understand he wants to try and paint as rosy a picture as possible, but he's saying things like, you know, hey, we're never going to have 100% approval. There's always some internal discord in every party. We expect that. We encourage that. There always has been. There always will be. Um, but it seems like, you know, it, it's not 100%. It's more like 20% in terms of the polling numbers. And you've got, you know, MLAs and backbenchers. And it, the, the, he seems to be trying, and I understand he's trying to spin it and say, you know, things aren't that bad. You guys make it sound like it's really bad. Um, but like you say, it sort of doesn't seem to connect with some of the issues that people are saying you need to deal with this when he just seems to downplay it. Right. And and that's, I think, the real problem is that because he's focused so much on, you know, the party and he's focused so much on um, on, on the fact that th- their values are the same, I, you know, that's all probably true. But the problem is that the, the party is divided, that people are actually criticizing his leadership thinking that they they need someone else to lead them into the next election because even if he carries a slight majority of the party it doesn't look like he can carry the majority of the province in other words that he can win the next election it's not just a matter of the polling right now it's the fundraising numbers less than half the the yeah. the uh, fundraising of of the NDP um it's the fact that there were two people willing to take his place at the convention Brian Jean and Danielle Smith were both basically saying Brian, Brian Jean is campaigning for the Fort McMurray Lacklebish uh, by-election uh, on a platform of replacing Jason sure. Kenney as leader, and Danielle Smith openly said that she would run for the spot if it became open. Uh, it, that's not the kind of endorsement that you want to get at an AGM. And this is an AGM where they basically stacked it so that they had uh, a, a strong uh, contingent of supporters. So when we take a look, Brian Jean and Danielle Smith, um, that's the Wild Rose Party, once again, which Jason mm-hmm. Kinney, that, that's been his thorn in, in his side the entire time. Um, you know, how how much of a threat is this Wild Rose movement, which we know exists and has never gone away, um, and is represented by those two? Well, and it goes even deeper, I think, than Wild Rose. I think this goes all the way back to social credit. A lot of these writings are... Uh, from a different sort of, of branch of, of conservatism throughout uh, most of Alberta's history. And, and the problem, again, isn't just a wild rose problem, but it's certainly uh, stronger in, in the wild rose constituencies. A lot of the MLAs that are openly opposing him are former wild rose members. And that's not necessarily to say that they're further to the fringe of the party and uh, on social conservative issues or that they're more libertarian, although those might be true in some cases. It just points to, to the divisions of the party. So Jason Kenney came to Alberta with that mission of uniting the right. Since he's been premier, he has been governing as though he's worried about um, fractures yeah. on the right. And that th- those fractures, I think, are, are hairline fractures, and they're growing in number. And eventually I could see... Um, a movement to actually form uh, perhaps even an entirely new party or or for a number of the people that are uh, in in the UCP caucus right now splitting and going into another. And, and part of the problem is that many of the people in that part of the party are not just about elections. They're about principles. Um, it's about 
what they think is important, what needs to be represented. And one of those principles is grassroots input. And and the it's not just a matter of not being grassroots at this point. It's a matter of um, being rather dictatorial. People in the party, in the caucus, trying over days and weeks and even months to get the the premier's ear and not succeeding in doing so. So there's this sort of central core of control that's happening and members of the party itself are unable to penetrate and getting very frustrated with that. So whether it's constituency associations or members of the caucus, MLAs, um, they feel like they aren't really part of this party, that they aren't, they're simply a vote that Jason Kenney wants um, to continue to be premier, but it's not something that, that he's willing to do anything to, to respond to in a meaningful way. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out over the next few months. Laurie, thanks so much for your time today. Appreciate it. Thank you, Shane. You bet. That's Laurie Williams, who's an associate prof and student advisor uh, at Mount Royal University.